Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we will simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Hey, everybody. Welcome. We are so glad you are joining us today for this episode. We know that you have a lot of things on your plate today, a lot of people to talk to, a lot of people to listen to, and so many podcasts to choose from. So we are especially appreciative that you are choosing to spend a few minutes with us today. It will definitely be worth it. My name is Amber Jordan, and I'm here with Dr. Michael David Morales, aka Mo. Hey, how you doing, everybody? This is going to be a great episode. Today, we are talking about being a relational leader. So make sure you download the show notes and you can follow along with us. And don't forget that there are links to all those books and everything we're going to be mentioning. And we uh, would love for you to support us by clicking on those links and purchasing through our Amazon links. So Mo, oftentimes when we hear someone talking about the importance of relationships, they will ask you to visualize your own funeral. You know, how many people are there? How big of an impact did you have on the lives of others? But I came across a story this week that put a different spin on it for me. And I think perfectly intros our topic today. So I'm reading through a book with someone, as always, as we all should be doing, called Built to Last by Jim Collins and Jerry Porras. It's about the successful habits of visionary companies. And in this book, they talk about the leaders of these companies, of course, and what makes some of them stand out more than others. And they tell this story about a man named Harry Cohn from Columbia Pictures, who, to put him into perspective, is what they call the equivalent of Walt Disney to Disney. So pretty significant. They say this, Cone cultivated his image as a tyrant, keeping a riding whip near his desk and occasionally cracking it for emphasis. And Columbia had the greatest creative turnover of any major studio due largely to Cone's methods. An observer of his funeral in 1958 commented that the 1,300 attendees had not come to bid farewell, but to make sure he was actually dead. <laughs> and I thought, oh man, like I do not want that to be why my funeral is attended, to make sure I am good and dead. Wow. That really is a great quote. Um you know, at the end there to make sure that he's actually dead. And if you don't want to be that kind of leader, this is a great podcast episode to start with because we're going to teach you how to kind of stay away from that and be hopefully on the other end of the spectrum. I want to give another great quote that all leaders, Amber, should have posted on their wall at work, their bathroom sink at home, and even hanging from their dashboard in their cars. I mean, that's how important this thing is. And here, here it goes. It's from former President Teddy Roosevelt, who says, the most important single ingredient in the formula of success is knowing how to get along with people. And let me tell you, people need to look at that and study that one quote because Teddy Roosevelt was great at that. And all good leaders are good at getting along with people. Now, you might be out there thinking that you get along with people, but I would say 
we could probably ask other people in our lives, hey, do I get along with people? And just see what they say. And you might be shocked to hear their answer. So if you want to be successful, you must begin with your ability to create and maintain good relationships with others. Remember, we've said before, leaders do two things. First, they build people. This is leadership potential. And secondly, they build teams, which is the part where we expand influence. So for today, we will be focusing on the first of these two actions. And because all leaders are relational, let's focus on what it means to be a relational leader. When building people, the relational leader should focus on three actions. What is the first of those three actions? The first of these three actions is that leaders understand people. Leaders spend a great deal of time understanding people to their very core. It's so important to know how your people feel, how they think, what's going on in their lives. It's so important. And all people, Amber, have one thing in common. And here it is. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're listening out there, you and I have this in common. You have it in common with everybody at work, your bosses, the people that you're over. We all want to feel special. In fact, Dale Carnegie says this in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Always make the other person feel important. And that's not about flattering people. There's, there, there's a big difference between flattering people and giving a sincere compliment. And Dale Carnegie would say, your people know, they can kind of see through what's, what's right and wrong. They know when you're being real and when they're not. And he said, look, don't flatter people. Give them a sincere compliment. This is how we give better hope for tomorrow as leaders. This is how we help people navigate life. And here's, here's the thing, Amber. It's not just in the workplace, but in everything that they do. There's a lot of people out there with subordinates that think, I don't got to deal with them anymore. Well, here you go. Yes, you do. <laughs> when your people go home, you are still, you still need to be thinking about them. You need to help them in all aspects of life. But can't this be sort of a delicate dance? Because some people just want to come to work and don't want their boss all up in their personal life. So how do leaders build a rapport with their people that will build the kind of relationship that extends outside of the workplace, but not in a weird way? <laughs> that That's a great question because as somebody who leads others, you don't want to intrude. You always want to be helpful in the process and understanding your people, you need to always make sure a, a couple things happen. And, and if you want the process to be seamless, I think that's what I hear you saying, Amber. It's the first thing is you need to help your, your followers know that their needs come before your needs. Let's face it. Like I just said, right? People are selfish. And while everyone in the room, everybody else can be selfish and they can focus on themselves, leaders always focus on others. Always encourage your people. 
we all get emotional lows. There, there's things in life that happen. We've been talking about the year 2020. It was a rough one. There are things that people are going through. We as leaders need to recognize those times. How are your people doing today? Are you understanding your people to get them to win, right? We're always talking about win-win principles, but if you don't understand your people, you're never even going to start the journey to get there. And so the great leader, Jim Rohn, says this, he who serves the most reaps the most. And for the men and women out there who are leading others, my hope for you is that you are serving more because you're going to end up getting more. And it's not going to be in the productivity of your company, but it's going to be in the relational aspect of your life and their lives. And while serving the team collectively, never forget to treat each of your people and understand each of your people as individuals. Because Amber, all people are different. We all have particular strengths and weaknesses. I mean, we spent an entire episode going over one of your strengths, which is different from mine. It's different from everybody listening out there. We share some similarities. We have a lot of differences, our likes, our dislikes. We need to recognize each person for his or her unique qualities. And so here's the question. Are you adapting your leadership style to each individual person in your purview? Well, this is just flat out hard sometimes because wouldn't you say that this ability to adapt and see people as individuals comes more naturally for some than for others? And, and some people are just hardwired to treat everyone the same, that for them, treating people the same actually brings them a sense of stability and consistency. Amber, what I would say to those people is it's time to wake up and smell the leadership. We need to make sure that we adapt our leadership style to fit the personalities of others. And for leaders out there, you're thinking, yeah, but, but I'm the boss. I'm the leader. People should know how I operate. No, you need to know how they operate. This is why I encourage people, Amber, to take the Strengths Finder assessment. Because the first step in helping people on an individual level is to know your own strengths. But the next part is always the hard part. When you lead people, you need to lead them from their perspective and not yours. That's why you need to understand your people. This is why leaders exist. They do what others cannot or will not do. So if you want to be a leader, you need to learn how to understand your people. Okay, so that's number one. Leaders understand your people. The number two is leaders love people. You don't often hear love as one of the key components of leadership. So talk to us about that. Oh, man, if I had a nickel for everybody that I coach that pushes back on this, Amber, I would be a gazillionaire already. Because let's face it, if you don't love your people, then you're not going to be an effective leader. And so many people just don't want to hear that. They just think, well, I'm put in my position because I'm competent. My company hired me because I know how to get things done. And the people that come in, you should know that, right, Mo? Well, yes and no, your people do need to be competent, but <laughs> you need to make sure that you are caring for them and you are loving them. 
there's a great quote by Henry Gruland that says, being a leader is more than just wanting to lead. Leaders have empathy for others and a keen ability to find the best in people, not the worst, but by truly caring for others. And man, if everybody just took that stance on leadership, it would do so much good for your people and your company as a whole. So a question I might have is, what are you doing to get to know your people? John Quincy Adams said this, uh, president, long time ago. He said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. And so I always help people to find ways to appreciate their people. Are you appreciating your people? Because leaders, let me tell you this. Your people have enough on their plates. They have enough stress in their lives. Everything's overwhelming. You need to be a part of the good in their lives. And while we're talking about loving people as an action, we want to make sure we distinguish it from a tactic. Leaders love people because they've done the work internally to recognize that everyone has value. Everyone has something to contribute and everyone deserves to be invested in. The byproduct of loving them well is that they will be inspired and more effective, but only sincere love does that. It's often the most neglected aspect in leadership development, as we've talked about. And Mo, it's, it is something that sets your leadership coaching apart from other coaching. So if you're listening out there and you recognize this might be a weak spot in your leadership, I would highly recommend you reach out to us on this podcast or our website or any of the social media platforms because we'd love to connect with you and get you the coaching that will make the biggest difference. Amber, you said something there that really made me think of one of my favorite books in the entire world. And I know I always say that. I've always got a favorite book in the entire world. And here's another one of them. So I know everybody's listening out there thinking, doesn't Mo have a lot of favorite books? Yes, I do. And Amber can attest to that. Every time I tell her to read a book, I say, Amber, you've got to read this book. It's my favorite book. That's probably my favorite book right now. Bob Goff has a book, Amber, that is called Love Does. <laughs> and it's filled with so many great stories from Bob Goff. And he talks about love. And what I love about Bob Goff, if you see, you've got to see this guy. He's like a big teddy bear. I mean, he's six foot something and man, he is jovial. You think that, that I've got a crazy over the top personality. <laughs> Bob Goff would, would engulf that in, in all essence of, of the, the meaning because he's boisterous. He has a great outlook on life, but here's the thing. He's a lawyer and you look at this guy and you hear him and you read his books and you think, there is no way this guy could be a lawyer, but he did so much self-evaluation that he learned how to love everything, love life, love people. And that's why he calls the book what it is, whether you're a spiritual person or not, because he does talk about his faith in there, which I think is a great part, but you will love his stories. And, and I would just say, pick that book up. It's not a long read. It's a short read. And I think you'll put it down after you're done, because you won't be able to put it down while you have it, but you'll put it down and say, holy cow, I need to live more like Bob Goff. Excellent book. All of his books are excellent, but that one I really love. So 
We talked about leaders understand people, leaders love people. And the third action of a relational leader is leaders help people. And Amber, this is really where the rubber meets the road. If you are not helping others, you might as well not even be in your position. Leaders help people. That's what we do. I'm not saying you need to give them answers because, you know, you don't want to make it too easy, right? But what you do need to do is help your people get to where they need to be and where your company needs to be. People are following you because you have something they need. Is leadership about selflessness? Yes, because we deal with the selfishness of everybody else, but we have to be the one selfless person in the room. And Amber, that's tough. You can never be selfish as a leader. You can never be putting your needs over the needs of your people. Your people expect your very best every day. They need something from you and they need something from you that they can't attain themselves. That's why they have you as the leader. Here's a quote from Leroy Kurtz. It says, the fields of industry are strewn with the bones of those organizations whose leadership became infested with dry rot, <laughs> who wow. believed in taking instead of giving. Leaders, are you taking or are you giving? Because you can't be doing both at the same time. And you need to be doing your taking from somewhere else. Again, that's why you need a coach. I have people in my life that I talk to them on a regular basis. And I sit down and they pour into my life. And they give to me. Well, you need to be giving to your people. You see, on any given day, you can be sure of this. Your people are tuned in to one radio station and one radio station only. It is W-I-I-F-M, or as I like to call, WIFM. What does that stand for? What's in it for me? <laughs> people respect and follow leaders who keep their interests in mind. See, Amber, you and I as leaders can't be thinking, what's in it for me? Because our people are thinking the same thing. I need to be thinking, my people need to know what's in it for them. And I need to help them understand that so we can get there collectively. People respect and follow leaders, again, that have their interests in mind. Don't forget that. Because the problem with a lot of people, Amber, who think they're leaders, ouch, right? <laughs> is they are thinking about what they can get from their people instead of what they can give and put into their people. So let's reflect on this a little bit, Amber. Here's some questions that you might want to ask yourself out there. How are your people skills? Do I work well with others that I don't know? Can I interact with people easily? Do you know your own strengths and weaknesses? These are excellent questions and ones that none of us should just breeze by. So I encourage you, utilize the show notes, really work through these questions, reflect on them, journal about them. I hope I'm hoping you're journaling out there and and save them so you can revisit them from time to time and observe your progress in these areas. Mo, like you said in the beginning, maybe even ask people, how am I doing in these areas? And that's a scary and vulnerable question for some of us, especially 
because people are waiting to be honest with us about these things. But it's so helpful because as we become intentional about this and as we really ask ourselves the hard questions and get the hard feedback from people, that's the only way we know how to improve. That's the only way we know how to work on this and become leaders that do all of these things well. So Mo, before we go, any final thoughts for us today? Just a couple. First of all, leaders out there, take the focus off yourself. Make a list of things that you can do for others today. You're never really going to feel like you're helping others until you actually put those things into practice. And secondly, and lastly, Amber, this for our leaders out there, most of us have a broken relationship somewhere. It may not have been recent. It may have been months ago or even years ago. And I would say you need to repair that broken relationship. It's important for you as a person to become better so that you can lead others well and you can learn from your mistakes. So is there somebody out there that you've wronged maybe? or a relationship that got messed up in, in the process at work or in life back home in your personal life? If so, reach out to that person, take responsibility for your part, and trust me, you will be better for it. That's really great advice and really good food for thought for all of us today. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Remember, we are offering a free strengths review session with one of our coaches. If you'd like to know more about living in your strengths, check out podcast episode six. Click on the Strength Finders 2.0 Amazon link, which helps support our podcast. And go to risingtideleadership.com to sign up using the Contact Us section. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue on this leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. And we'll see you next week.